so excited. You know I don't like it when we fight. I just have a lot of questions. No, I know. So <laughs> Hello and welcome okay. back to the, the greatest, greatest genre. genre. <laughs> this is our spoiler section. Spoiler for- section, episode six. Part two. Yes, of chapters 26 through 31 31. of A Court of Thorns and Roses. Uh, We're going to be getting into the nitty gritty. Nicely done, Jessica. (laughs) (laughs) You spilled. Some quick housekeeping notes. Uh, Just a reminder that this is our spoiler section. If you have not read all the way through Akatar, Crescent City, and Throne of Glass, you will not want to read I mean, listen on. You should should read read on. You should read everything. But if you, there will be spoilers. So if you do not want spoilers for A Court of Thorns and Roses, Throne of Glass, or Crescent City, I'm so sorry. I cannot advise you you to listen any longer. Bye bye. (laughs) Stay away. But for the rest of you. Who Welcome. Are, who are like us <laughs> and cannot get enough and have read everything. We are about to dive in, deep, deep dive mm-hmm. on the events that have unfolded between chapters 26 and 31 of A Court of Thorns and Roses as it kind of applies to the larger SJM verse. Universe. Yes. So right off the bat, we will start with chapter 26, this meeting with Resend. I actually want to jump back even, oh, even further, further just to lunch. No. And this was so funny to me, rereading this. It was so <laughs> funny. And like Lucian is so relatable. Like, oh my God, please. I'm trying to eat. Like, so gross. But we've we've gone over that already. My note here was, this is the first time we've heard the term spy master. And I don't know about you. Mm. That remind that you made of me think of a certain shadow other shadow daddy. <laughs> I mean singer. My bad. <laughs> No, Shadow Daddy is the appropriate terminology mm-hmm. for Azrael. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> this was so funny because as I was reading this, I was like, ugh, I can't imagine being in a room with two people as annoying as this. And then I And then we remembered it was like Reese and Feyre are the worst. Literally talking to each other mind to mind in a room full of people. That would be all the so time. obnoxious. They do it all the time. So annoying. It's really it's rude. It is rude. It's rude. You and I would absolutely do that if we could. And then just descend into giggles every two minutes. I think we would be worse than Reese and Vera, honestly. Honestly, it's probably safer for a romantic relationship than a best friend relationship because... Oh my God, yes. (laughs) I mean, a lot of people cause dad to be in the same room as us in general. normally, yeah. No, that's true. So right after that scene is, is... the scene where Resend comes in. But I have another note. Oh my god, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I told you my notes were lengthy. lengthy. (laughs) It was so funny because Jessica's like, wow, my spoiler section is so long this time. And I was like, mine is literally one paragraph long. What what do you have in yours? Oh, I have so much. Okay, well, proceed. (laughs) Okay, so also our first mention of the Winter Court. Yes. And for me, this actually, like when I first read it, I was like, oh, oh, like, a tragedy in the winter court like that's so terrible I wonder what it means for like the larger everything but when I read it this time I was so sad and I was I, thinking because I, I, now know I know Calias how de- and Vivian it was for and Vivian and knowing is Vivian also, under no is Vivian also, under the mountain she's also not knowing right? that she's Vivian, in the court she was there she was there when all this is happening and, and she was the one to kind holding, of carry like holding it all together she's the one holding everything together I immediately thought because I immediately thought of her not so much Calias I immediately thought of Vivian, 
having to be there and witness the death of, of all of those children. younglings and have and having to hold the whole court together while Callias is being held under the mountain and she's dealing with the fact that her love is, is stuck trapped down the, and we do get our first note of a reference to under the mountain yes and what's so funny is that i didn't notice that it's all capitalized when they refer to it under the mountain it's oh, always yeah. a capital U, yeah like a proper and an a proper M. noun mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's like a place and it's it's a very what we know is that it's a very sacred place to them and that has now been tainted by amarantha choosing to set up shop there if you will but also interesting that she couldn't take over an actual court she had to try and bastardize one for herself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's interesting that she... Especially given her power that right. she has over everybody. But she tricked people into... So... Well, and I think mm-hmm. we should wait to discuss that until next episode. Because Alice explains everything to Feyre. But... I agree. I okay. Agree, I, agree, I agree. So now... Now my notes have, yes, transitioned into um, Reese Reese's sort of... I would say this is Reese's formal introduction. Because when we got introduced to him before, we didn't know that this is who this was. Oh, he was just not. a mysterious, yeah. beautiful stranger. That what indicated as to his and true status. what a stark contrast to the feeling that she gets. Like, when we're first introduced to him, we're relieved that he's arrived. Mm-hmm. But also there is some... He unsettles her a little bit. Uh-huh. But nowhere near to the effect that he does in this scene. Or even, like, in contrast to those, like, nasty little fairies... He is her savior. I think she even uses that term mm-hmm. in that scene. And we are, we are as readers, relieved that he has appeared and helped her. I think that's probably why this contract is, this contrast is so stark as well. Like, she's like, this isn't the person that I met. This person is a completely different version of... And my God, is, is he? he ever. Like, this was, this was Scary. hard for me to read. Yeah. This was really hard for me to read. Well, it, I think it also goes back to Resand doesn't always make decisions, even after we know what a good person he is, that, that we agree with. Like, I have a lot of notes about how he treats people in Silver Flames. I have his a lot of deci- notes about his isolationist political policies. Why, why don't you think that... Well, so, okay, so here are a couple of my questions. Okay. All of the other High Lords know about this deal that she's made, the curse on the Spring Court and on Tamlin. Yes. They all know, right? Yes. My first question is, why are they all, like, we know these characters. We know these High Lords. They are powerful, but they are also very smart. Mm-hmm. I'm finding myself very disappointed in all of them, particularly Reese. That nobody is trying to... This is their out. Amaranthus hubris became so great that she actually provided them an out. And nobody had the idea or the balls to like maybe try and help Tamlin out? Well, I think that, first of all, Reese is the only one who is allowed to leave. I understand okay. that, which is why my disappointment with him is so, a little greater. So than I the reread rest of them. chapter fifty-four right before this morning, actually, because okay. I was like, I not, don't I'm remember. I'm not even talking about just in this specific moment. This has been going on for fifty years. Well, I think that. Hang on a second. He's Tamlin been has been cursed for forty-nine years. I know, but my point is that nobody was trying to help him at all. I think 
we don't know the full extent of what is going on. So she has taken away almost all of their powers. The only reason that Reese is able to do what he did is because Amarantha gives him back some of his. Yeah, because he's playing the part, and I understand that. I understand I that. I also longing. think that. So he also the reason I think that once he meets Feyre, he's not trying to move this along and help him out is because he already suspects at this point that she is his mate. Okay, when but we're he, talking reading... about we're talking about the opportunity to because under the mountain, Feyre Feyre does understand and I think Reese actually tells her at one point finally our only hope here is to get Tamlin so riled up and so angry mm. that if her curse over him does break which means he gets his full powers back he will be so full of rage mm-hmm. that he will just kill her and that is our only chance he says that favorite that is our only mm-hmm. shot and we are this which I close. don't actually understand because well that's the what- other high lords not because Amarantha didn't offer the other High Lords a bargain to break no, because their she, curse. No, because she wants Tamlin. Right, and that's what I'm saying. Her greed and mm-hmm. her pride, which is almost always a villain's undoing. Yes. A true villain, I would say. She made a mistake. She messed up because she was so confident that Tamlin would never be able to break the curse. But that was their out. And it just so surprises me. I can't me. speak to the last 49 years. It just All surprises me to. that nobody decided, guys... We all have a common enemy here. Like, Reese coming in here to the Supreme Court and being so antagonistic. So nasty. Well, first of all, none of them are allowed to come out. Like, so, But so Reese is. He is. Reese is. And we know, because he does go back and lie to Amarantha, we know that Amarantha can't see or hear what he is doing in the Supreme Court. But, okay, so also, Reese doesn't know that Feyre is with Tamlin until he's about to leave, and then he realizes that she's there. So he doesn't know that Tamlin has been getting along with a human up until right when he's about he to leave. He met her at Kalanmai. She doesn't know that she's with Tamlin. She doesn't go into her mind that. I know that, but don't you think Reese is a little too smart to consider it a coincidence that there is a curse on Tamlin that if he falls in love with a mortal that the curse breaks and that Tamlin had been trying to figure out a way to do that and then all of a sudden for the first time in 50 years Tamlin, Reese goes to the Supreme Court and there's a human girl. So when he's rehashing this in chapter 54 of Mist and Fury. And we also know that he's been seeing her. Like, he, Reese knows. But he's never seen her face. So this is the first time he's seen her face. And the first time he sees her face is when basically three men are trying to rape her, is what's going on. Or eat her. And he knows that he has to bring back people, traitors from the Spring Court, for Amarantha. So he's not focused on anything to do with Tamlin when he's in the Supreme Court at that time. The only reason he is there is because he thought that she might be here. He has no idea. Like, this is genuine from just having reread Chapter 54. So what does he say when he's there on Kalanmai? He was, I thought he was there on Kalanmai just because he was allowed to be out there and no, he was, like, he, spying. He was, he was there on Kalanmai to look for her. Because she, but what he was did he given tell Amarantha he was going for to to see if he to could spy, find the rebels right? in the Spring Court? To spy. Yes, he's yes. been ha- okay. he's been having like his sources have told him that there is like a rebel. So uprising then, why in the did court. he think he was going to find her in the Spring Court? Because she, he was given a dream, like he can see her dreams sometimes. So, so like when she's having seeing... nightmares, she he can see her nightmares. Right, and she had a dream about the unlit bonfires of Calumni. And he was like, oh my God, she's in the spring court. I, I have to go and see if I can find her. And she does find her and she find, he finds her in a very precarious situation and right. immediately brings those three back to Amarantha, has them tortured. And 
he thinks that that's going to be it. He has no idea that she's staying in Tamlin's manor with him. So what did he think she was doing there? We really think he just chalked it up to a coincidence that she was there in the spring court knowing about the curse? Use your Jess- brain yeah, but for Jessica, a second. But Jessica, he doesn't know she's there because he arrives there and okay, he's about again, to leave. Okay, but again, we've heard so many times that a mortal could never survive in Prithian just like hanging out on their own, mm-hmm. right? Like obviously she was under somebody's protection. Okay, but so this is the way the story is though. I do, I'm not <laughs> saying that it's not the way the story is. I'm just saying I'm pointing out some things that I that did not occur to me the first time I read it. Fair enough. I understand where you're coming from. But I think that every rational thought of his goes out the door when he thinks that she is in danger. He has blind spots when it comes to Feyre. But he didn't think she was in danger when he found her cowering behind Lucian in the dining room. Are you kidding me? He's like, oh my god, because he can tell immediately what she means to Tamlin. And he knows immediately what he means to what she means to Reese. But and he's she, like, but she, he didn't she has think, to get her out. But he didn't think she was in danger from Tamlin or Lucian. No, Lucia. not at all. But he knows that Amarantha will go to the end of the earth to torture her in horrible, horrible ways. If he if she finds out that she is there and that Tamlin loves her, or even worse, if she finds out that Reese has feelings for okay, her. Okay, but but that's the whole key to breaking Amarantha's power to begin I with. I don't think it matters to him. If it means that she's going to get tortured, his mate, But she wouldn't get me? tortured if the curse is broken, then Tamlin's strong enough to fight her. I think there's a lot that can go wrong between the curse being broken and between her being physically under the mountain. She wouldn't have ever had to go under the mountain. If Tamlin had just said that he loved her, like if Reese had never showed up, hmm. and within the next couple of days... They had professed their love to one another. The yeah. curse would have been broken. Is that Reese how even, I don't, I don't even, even remember yes, what. Yes. Yes. Reese even says to Tamlin, that's why he says she would have been the one. Yes, I do remember that. And then lot. he lies to Tamlin and says, you would have almost gotten away with it, but she's too stubborn. And like, only because Tamlin sent her away did Feyre decide not to tell him that she loved him. What are we fighting about right now? I'm confused. We're fighting. To- I'm, we're not fighting. <laughs> we're not fighting. <laughs> I think Reese was short-sighted and selfish here. Well, I think that he had to go because the blight is about, like, the 50 years is about to Actually, be Actually, wait. I'm going to retract that. I don't think Reese was being short-sighted and selfish. What he was I'm trying saying, to terrify them to get her out because... And, and, and objectively, taking personal investment out of it mm. strategically, and this is Lucian's perspective too, strategically, dumb. You are so close. You are so close to actually being able to break Amarantha's hold on the spring court. Mm-hmm. Tamlin gets all of his powers back, and then at least they have a fight. Because Alice even tells Feyre she knew she could never conquer Prithian with the High Lords at their full strength. That's why she had to do what she did. Right. So if, at le- if even just one of them comes back to the full power, which is what happens at the end under the mm-hmm. mountain... And he just kills her because he's stronger than she is. So what you're saying is that you just think it was dumb for him to try and get Feyre out of Prithian. I do. Which, okay, I, I see that. But I also and think that... And it would have totally altered the course of the story and it would have... It, does, it, it would have not been good enough. It would not have been as good, for sure. Like, that's not the way it played out. But I'm just sitting there and I'm like... I'm like, how, does, this how so, does someone as shrewd as so Reese not see he, the, the so strategy In chapter 54, he says that... She is basically, she is going to send some people to the spring court to like basically go and get Tamlin. 
She's going to stop making didn't some want, serious. And he doesn't and want, didn't want anyone. Reese didn't want to be there she, when exactly. that happened. Because, like, she, I'm around that she's getting, she's getting, like, antsy. Because when nearing well, the end Well, because her of, vic- she thinks her victory is, is nigh. Mm-hmm. And so she and is she going doesn't to have start any sending idea. people to the spring court to basically start getting Tamlin and Lucian, start really riling things up. And he is terrified that if she is there, she'll be able to tell in a second what she means to Tamlin. And she doesn't want to risk, I mean, at the very least, she's not going to allow that to continue. No. Because if Tamlin breaks the curse, she's toast. Mm-hmm. Basically. A lot of language indicating the mating bond though in yes. this scene no for sure his smile even heartbreaking in its beauty yes. things like that his voice dropped to a whisper an erotic caress of a sound that brought heat to my cheeks mm-hmm. a lover's laugh yes. slow and soft and intimate he's very i mean you said it in the last episode everything being woven around this character mm-hmm. has an air of sensuality an mm-hmm. air of temptation mm-hmm. of mystery and he's obviously beautiful yeah as we know i just think it's important to remember that reese reese is not the, he this is a role that he is playing here he is not his true self and we have to remember that i like, know but i is have tough. and i have i guess we should wait until we get into mist and fury to discuss that a little bit more because i think i think under the mountain is so significant, not just for Feyre and for our main characters, but for the larger geopolitical (laughs) (laughs) landscape of of Prithian in general, because up until Amarantha, all of the courts were very adversarial. There were really no such thing as, like, alliances between Maybe slightly between the day court and the night court, because they're right next to each other. Yeah, but even then, like... There's not a level of trust between any kind of... It's, no. It's, every court and has under the, an isolationist and under the mountain, policy. And Under the Mountain does change that, mm-hmm. I think, in a lot of ways, especially because we find out next chapter from Alice that Amarantha actually killed three of the three of the High Lords Under the Mountain, uh-huh. didn't she? I think that's, that's Tarquin as a new Summer, High Lord. Summer, winter... I thought there was one other one. Was Thessin new? I don't know if Thessam is new. I know that Summer is new. I didn't think that... Reese and Tamlin were relatively new before Amarantha came back. I think Tamlin and Reese's fathers were killed very shortly before Amarantha staged her coup because Tamlin and Reese were both already high lords when they went to the It was very interesting. So, yeah, Reese and Tamlin. Tamlin was the only one who didn't trust her besides Reese. Everybody else thought that she was going to come back and play nice and she was trying to... Which I also find to be very short-sighted and stupid. Well, Tamlin was the only one that... He did not, he did not like no. her from the very beginning because she and, her da- she and his dad mm-hmm. were so close and he, we know, had a not-so-great relationship with his dad. That is the reason why, despite Tamlin being Reese's enemy, his second most, he, always, he says about Tamlin, besides Amarantha, Tamlin is his number one enemy. Yet he's the only one that saw Amarantha for who she really was. And I do have another note here that says, we, knowing this, like, I think there's still so much we don't understand about their relationship and Mm -hmm. their history because you can feel it in the room. Dude, the hatred rippling off Tamlin. And you don't hate, like, you can't hate someone that much unless you were first very close with them. No. And as we've discussed before, I think Tamlin actually gave Reese much more true friendship than Reese ever gave him. 
Yeah. Which is really sad. It is really sad. I think that Lucian is Tamlin's And I knew that friend. rereading this book was gonna was gonna turn me into a Tamlin, <laughs> a Tamlin gully once again. <laughs> but like you and I both think Tamlin deserves the redemption arc, and I even rereading this, it's it's, it's reinforcing it for me as I read it. He I is, I agree. Even though I I disagree with a lot of actions that he takes specifically under the mountain as well, I don't think anything was done any time maliciously. I think he was short sighted sometimes. Love blinds you. I think in some ways he's maybe not as brave as we would want him to be. And I think that that stems from the insecurities that he has from the way that he was raised. I don't mm-hmm. think anybody made him believe in himself. No, and to he be never fair, planned to be High Lord. And to be fair, nobody told, no, Farrah didn't grow up with anybody being like, believe in yourself, you can do anything. Like, mm. like she, she just found that strength within herself and that's why we love her. Mm-hmm. But I, I hold out hope for Tamlin that he can go on his own healing journey and find the courage and the self-awareness and the peace. I want him to find love. I do too. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. Uh, I did have some notes though about Tamlin's response. I mean, like, listen, you and I have never been in a situation where someone is breaking into the mind of someone that we love. (laughs) So I can't speak to how I would react to that, but it wasn't so much the raging and the throwing things, although I will say there is something about a man raging that is very scary, and I don't agree with it, but whatever. Are it's women allowed to that, throw things around? I don't think that anybody should react like that, but I'm saying it is a much more physically imposing thing when a man starts yelling I think than it, when a woman starts But he waited until it. she left the room. After refusing to tell her anything, once again. To- yes, totally. I think, and hit, the, I think the gatekeeping that Tamlin is doing is not fair, but I do want to... Remind, but I do think he can't tell her. Part of his curse is that he cannot tell her anything, Mm -hmm. and I had forgotten that until I read ahead to chapter thirty-two. Is it like specific? Like he's not allowed to tell her. He cannot tell her anything anything about about the curse itself. But he can he can tell her a little more than what he's been telling her. He could have told her that Amarantha had. I you know what like, I actually here are don't the know. That I I'm actually don't know. Her, t- like here are the reasons that I don't let you go and do shit by yourself is because there is a woman. <laughs> well, I don't know. I have to reread mm. it again because I don't remember either. what Alice what I do know that Alice says is part of his curse is that he could not breathe a word. Yeah, because I guess I had a note being like just knowing how he is at the beginning of Mist and Fury, like he still gatekeeps. Correct. After- and that is what makes it not okay. Like uh, yeah. even it, after Feyre has proven so much strength and so much courage even after she has given everything yeah. he still doesn't let her in he still doesn't trust her with any real responsibility he still treats her like this fragile flower. human yeah. even though she's not anymore yeah cuz it it's it's in st- and it's in stark contrast to how Reese treats her mm-hmm. from the very get like from the very get go he is always Tells her everything that she wants well, to know. Well, and even and even under the mountain, the way Reese speaks to her and behaves towards her, and Tamlin and Reese in the dining room, and Tamlin just frozen there is very. It's a lot of foreshadowing to the way that Tamlin is just frozen, frozen there under, under the, the mountain, mountain, remembering all the way up to the end where Reese says, "If I ever had descendants, or if there were just anyone reading the histories, I couldn't be the person who didn't try." Yeah. And I think that's really the difference between Reese and Tamlin is that Tamlin doesn't try. He's not willing to try because he's so sure of his own failure. Yeah. No, that's an excellent point. 
he doesn't put it all on the line Mm -mm. like Reese does. And it's hard to watch. It's hard to watch because I think he does have the capacity to do it. He just chooses not to. Mm -hmm. Let's see. Where are we in my notes? (laughs) (laughs) Also, just very quick. Have to compare first time with Tamlin versus first time with Reese. Like That's I so said, different. the mini they're so different. And the mini trope that we discussed of like, this could be the last night ever mm-hmm. is just so one of my favorites. Is it as good as Just One Bed? No. I, I don't know. There's something so dramatic it about just, this could be our was, last night together. I know, but it was, it was, again, it was the immediately leaving afterwards. Like he tried to get, I know that it wasn't in any kind of way, but like, yeah, it's just when two people are meant to end up together, you don't leave right after you've had sex. You stick around. <laughs> I'm sorry. At least for an hour, dude. Yeah, like have, <laughs> like let's do some cuddling. And he does. He after he is asked to stay, you should not have to ask your man to to hold you while you fall asleep. That's true. Jamie Fraser would never. Would never. <laughs> <laughs> the next morning, as she's getting into. The gilded carriage. Mm. This was giving a lot of that those ridiculous dresses and parties that she has to be at while she's miserable at the beginning of Mist and Fury. Like I always, it just I so always think of the wedding dress from Enchanted when I think oh, of her. <laughs> it's just a bad situation. And it's like he still doesn't get her. Well, he's putting her in the carriage and the dress so that when she goes back to the mortal realms, she looks like she's been at but Aunt Ripley's house. But you don't need to be, she's, I think at one point she's like, I think, I feel like I should have had a parasol. You can Well, look, maybe the mortal women carry parasols. <laughs> you can look the pot while not looking frilly and ridiculous. Isabel, you don't know that. <laughs> Like, look at the way that Nesta she even, and Elaine she says, She even says, like, the servants were horrified when I donned a tunic and trousers. Like, I'm not saying that she should have worn a tunic and trousers on her way also, back. I'm just saying that her also, dress could have been a little less ridiculous. We don't know that Tamlin has been hand-selecting these gowns the way that Reese does in the night court. This could be Alice. Maybe Alice oh, is pissed no. that Farrah's leaving, and so <laughs> this is Alice's little revenge. <laughs> I maintain that this could be this could be Alice. <laughs> uh, when she gets, I mean, back. Reese is just lucky that his mom had such good taste. You know what I mean? Because he does hand select all of Farrah's clothing in the night court. He always looks ten out of ten. I mean, his t- his clothes are always very tailored, complementing the powerful cut of his muscles. Cassian, Cassian would have would no never. time for tailored velvet clothing. I can't talk about him right now. We just don't. <laughs> <have time. laughs> I am not prepared to talk about my book boyfriend at this time. Okay. I respect your boundaries. (laughs) I want to, once again, talk about... Sorry, I feel like we've gotten a little bit down a rabbit hole. Where were we? (laughs) She's about to leave back to go home. Yes. Okay, I'm so sorry. I missed a couple of notes. Okay. Um, Because I wanted to do a quick note about the irony of Tamlin saying very haughtily to Reese, like Mm H-A-U-G-H-T. No, I understand. I don't enforce rank in my court. Purely talking about how fucking, pardon my French, classist Tamlin is revealed to be in the second book. Oh. I don't enforce rank in my court? Absolute bullshit. The tithe? Yeah. Lest we forget about the tithe. I don't enforce rank in my court, sir. That's all I have to say. That's what we call ironic. (laughs) (laughs) And then another note about Reese's power. And I know we touched on this last episode, but so it was magic, 
but deeper than that. Power that seized everything inside of me and took control. Even my blood flowed where he willed it. Mm -hmm. An invisible talon-tipped hand scraped against my mind. Going back to to Air of Fire, Mm -hmm. the official quotes are, Aelin felt from Maeve a throbbing in her blood and a tapping and then a razor-sharp slicing against her mind. It's the same. Sounds pretty pretty similar. So, and then one more note. When Reese leaves, he vanishes into nothing as if he'd stepped through a rip in the world. It's just the language that she uses. in the world. Because he's just clearly, he's clearly just winnowing him. But there are so many references throughout the Mm -hmm. SJM verse to a rip in the world. Mm -hmm. Aelin ripped open a hole in their sky. That's how Amran saw a rip rip in the the world. world And she went through it because her curiosity got the best of her. Like, Mm -hmm. there's just, do we get a mention of a rip? In Crescent City, I don't know if we have yet. I'll have to reread it because I read those so chaotically. I even tried Googling. Like, I was totally going to take the easy way out. I was, like, Googling all of the references to a rip in the world in SJM. And uh, nobody has put together a thorough, exhaustive index of references. So (laughs) I guess that's going to have to be me. (laughs) Because I know that that is a theme that we hear a lot about. And I think it's going to be very key to unlocking the connection between these three series and these three worlds and figuring out how all of these characters are supposed to influence each other's stories. Yeah, the only the only reference to Rips in the World we have or well, reference of going through worlds in Crescent City when Bryce does it at the end of And those Sorry, are rep. and those are gates. And that gates, exactly. It's not the same thing. Which is still significant because you have the word gates mm-hmm. in Throne of Glass. But anyway. And then when Tamlin is telling Feyre she has to leave, he says that she wouldn't, she has to leave because she wouldn't survive the fight against Amarantha. And I just do have to point out that he does in fact prove to be correct. (laughs) (laughs) She does in fact. Major spoiler alert. She does. Die. (laughs) He is doing exactly what Reese wanted him to do when Reese shows up. And Lucian. He's him to within an inch of his life. Lucian and I are on the same team. Because Lucian He's is like, looking around going, he literally looks at Feyre and says, I thought you were smarter than this. He's so frustrated he with Tamlin. Do you think that he means, I thought like, I, you should have figured it out by now? Or like, I thought you were smarter than this. Like, don't, you know that you're in love with him and that he's in love with you too. I think, is it's, that what I think it's everything. Mm. I think he had really grown to respect Feyre. Feyre is very sharp. She's very observed, like a very observant. Mm. And I do think he's a little bit frustrated that she hasn't been able to pick up on things because towards the end, under the mountain, when she puts together the whole heart of stone mm. thing, she realizes all the things that she had heard throughout that yeah. she had been meant to hear. And I couldn't help but, but she, wonder how much of that was actually Lucian. She well, mm, that's a good point. But she does kind of scold herself a little bit when she goes back home to her sisters and she's like, "I was so blissfully." stupidly selfishly happy i wasn't paying attention to what was going on well and i think that's part of lucian's frustration here it's like yeah this is great that you guys are falling in love but like he's over here being like the clock Clock is is fucking ticking ticking." because it's what a few months that they have left i think i think when she left alice said when feyre left she had a matter of days it was a matter of days before the curse was up. no because because she's down under the mountain for months Feyre is after she comes back to Prithian so that must be months left no 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 because Amarantha comes and gets Tamlin when the seven times seven years are up oh 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 oh, okay and then he has to be on the mountain with her yes 
I'm excited to reread that entire that entire. It's so sequence. intense. I accidentally stayed up and read the whole thing like a week ago. <laughs> it's really bad. Okay, so now we get to talk about the sisters smart. Dude, Nesta made it differently. Is such I I almost I had to like put the book down for a second when I reread the the sentence about Nesta had been made differently because of course I immediately thought about how down the line she is able to make mm-hmm. and unmake unmake people literal just th- people. like <laughs> this this use of the word made mm-hmm. because I remember I I remember the sentence of like everyone stood there in awe because Nesta just unmade her the queen I was also thinking about how this is the first time I think that Feyre truly understands who Nesta is as a person. I think she's starting to. Start- I think it's the first time Nesta it, has yes, revealed, revealed anything, anything about herself to her sister. And it was just interesting thinking about Nesta's whole character arc in Silver Flames and how I thought that Feyre got her a little bit more at that point in the story. Yes. And, and it's the first time we hear Nesta open up about how much she hated her father and mm-hmm. resented her father for her father's lack of, of just doing anything. Her father's lack of being a father and Did, a husband. Rereading this, I was just like, her dad is just so fucking absent. And he's very I, weak. And he says that he cares. And like, he's I get that weak. he shows up with like three ships and to like save the day, or whatever, and wings and ruin. But I'm like, he doesn't have any of that strength as a character. It's like everything. Well, that he and, does- it, and it makes you think again about who their mother was mm-hmm. and who she must have been. Because the fact that the glamour doesn't work on Nesta, huge, is wild. And the fact that Nesta and Feyre both have her eyes and both have this crazy strength about them like the the glamour doesn't work on Nesta Feyre is able to survive as a teenager and figure out so many things that any normal human teenager would never have been able to figure out on their own yeah it's interesting the way that Elaine's powers manifest I don't like she doesn't she's not giving me anything as a human She's not giving me anything as a human except for Kindness. this ability but it's more than that she has this energy that brings people that to, that seeps, gravitates. They gravitate towards mm-hmm. her. She is able to make people feel light and happy. Mm-hmm. She's more than just likable. I think we're going to see her seer powers manifest a little bit more in a way. I, don't, I think it's going to be more than just being able to see things. I think she's also going to be able to project feelings or potentially even visions. Mm-hmm. To other people, I mean, I think that this is pure conjecture yeah, at this point. I have no, no idea. But I, I wonder also if we'll get think... any any of Elaine and her powers. Didn't SJM reveal that Flame and Shadow takes place like six months after the the events at the end of Silver, Silver Flames? Flames? Yeah. So we know that at the end of Silver Flames, Nesta is she's starting to begin her training again. Not Nesta, sorry. Elaine is starting to train again. Whatever that means. Mm-hmm. With her seer powers, I think with Amarin, maybe with more, I can't remember. So mm. we might get a little more of whatever Elaine's powers are in Flame and Shadow. Yeah. Even though I think you and I both don't think that we're going to get a ton of the Akhtar characters in Flame and Shadow. I hope no, no. it doesn't get stuck there for too long. I think it's like very cool and exciting that we know that there's a connection now between these worlds. And I think there is going to be a little bit of exploration between the connection of... Reese and Rune 
I don't know why I feel this way, but I'm, I'm hopeful that it is a small piece of the story. We'll see. I definitely think we're going to be getting multiple points of view, especially now knowing that the opening chapter is Lydia's point of view. I think we need to prepare ourselves for not getting really anything from Bryce and Prithian for a while. For a while. God, I'm so nervous. Like, it might not be, like, <laughs> till the end. You know what I mean? Like, there might just, we might just be stuck in. No, she wouldn't do that. She wouldn't completely take away Bryce's point of view. Nah. Nah, no, we'll she wouldn't see. do that. We'll see. No. I, I, I trust her, so we'll see what happens. Wait, I forget what we were talking about. We were just talking oh, about Elaine's, Nesta and, and, Elaine, and Elaine's, Elaine's energy. Power. And just, again, multiple references to Nesta being like, I, I shudder to think what she might do. If like she actually found a place where she was comfortable, felt like home, like how much she could achieve as a person yeah. once she finds where she is supposed to be. Yes. Yeah. Well, and Elaine, I the other thing that stood out to me about Elaine during these chapters was how connected Elaine is to the earth and you know, being outside and she loves her garden. Oh, and she also, by the way, is like, I've been even thinking about maybe planting a vegetable garden. And I'm like, about freaking time. <laughs> Couldn't have thought of that eight years ago when we were starving, girl. <laughs> but no, I think I that think was that was one line that I pulled out with Nesta, what? which I loved. It was when Feyre is leaving and she's telling Nesta there is a better world out there waiting for you to find it. And if I ever get the chance, things are better, I will find you again. And Nesta literally says, don't bother. I don't think I'd be particularly fond of fairies. Well, she's not. <laughs> it was just, really? It's like, well, boy, you, boy, you are in for a treat. You have another thing coming. <laughs> so again, this connection, like again, Feyre draws these comparisons between she and Nesta and their mother. Mm-hmm. And this, Nesta and Feyre both have this edge. And you and I have, theorized before about who their mother was Mm -hmm. i love that you brought up the fact that their mother could at least have a connection to prithian and at most actually have been a high fae herself and i i really like that idea because i think it would explain a lot about who Who feyre and nesta are and and it also made me think traits that they have well and it also made me think when feyre comes back to the manor She's looking around and she's seeing that her family is like well and cared for, but she still feels the weight of this guilt of this promise that she made to her mother. And it made me wonder for a minute, I was like, what if it wasn't really a promise? Like if her mother was Faye, what if without Feyre realizing it, her mother made a bargain with her at the age of freaking eight, which would have been (laughs) so so messed up, messed up, not okay again. But it would explain explain the constant weight that she has, such a burden on her, and why she feels it so deeply, and she cannot be trying to escape back to her home while she's in Prithian when she first gets there, because she's like, oh my god, I have to take care of my family. It is so powerful this weight of this promise that she made to her mother. I just feel like there had to have been some kind of magical binding there, like a bargain. Also, it would explain the drive that she has and that her sisters don't have don't have to keep keep them alive and help them survive. And if they didn't make that, ooh, Jessica. That's a good one. That's one of your best. Is it? Yeah. I was, I did think about it. I was like, wow, now that I'm rereading it and knowing more, and, and we're going to learn more about bargains mm-hmm. under the mountain, you know, because Alice in the next chapter warns her against making bargains with Faye. 
And then she goes under the mountain, and not only does she bargain with Amarantha, she bargains with Reese, and there's a whole... Bargains Bargains are a big deal in this world. Yeah, and we'll definitely need to, like, review the rules of bargains and, and, so, and the weight that they carry. Yes, and so going into these next couple of chapters, I just thought it was interesting to throw that little theory out there into the world. I love that. I think that leaves us in a good place. I think so, too. And oh, wait, so, I have one more thing. Oh, my God, okay. This is our first reference to Lady Autumn. I'm very upset about the way Resand was. Speaking I know, about and Lady I was, Autumn. and I, and I was, especially knowing her story and everything that she has been through. I'm very disappointed in Reese. That was a low blow. It was unnecessary. It was unnecessary. a low blow, but it was an empty threat. It was unnecessary. But so leave he, helpless women out of it. Of course, but he is trying to paint a certain picture about what he is trying to elicit a reaction out of these two. He's trying to make them as afraid as they can possibly be so that they send Feyre away, which we have already discussed. Maybe he wasn't in I know the we best. Have. Maybe he fucked up by sending her away. Just well, he didn't send her away. Talon sent her away. I'm just saying, I feel like, I feel like Amran and Moore would have been like... But he would never do anything. It's, it's a completely empty threat. And he, and he is committing to that version of him, that portrait that he is painting of himself yeah I know and, I and just, it works it's it's dishonest it is wholly and entirely dishonest what what he's doing and yes the role that he's playing yes we cannot we I understand but you cannot say that it hasn't worked Valaris is safe whether it's, we agree with that or not it's like, a, and I and I don't I don't agree with the isolationist policy that's not just him though that is all a Prithian that is every high lord they protect that not, court they protect their entire court. They don't protect a tiny little piece of their court and leave the rest of it to a nasty guy. But I think Velaris Bel- is the majority of his court and the court of nightmares. And there's some kind of arrangement that he and Kat, and how do you say his name? Uh, we're going to have to unpack that when we get to Mist and Fury. But as it currently stands right now, I am disenchanted. All right. Okay. So that is episode six, part two. We hope you enjoyed. We are very excited to go back to Prithian Adventure Under the Mountain, since this is the spoiler section, we can go ahead and tease that. Yes. I think we're going to do chapters 32 through either 35 or 36 next time. We'll have to we'll Should have we to maybe cover, like, her first trial? Yeah. We'll be covering Feyre going back under the mountain through her first trial with the Middengard Worm. Mm-hmm. Regardless, we'll be back hopefully in two weeks. That's the cadence that we are committing to. Uh, and we will keep it part one and part two so that you are not overwhelmed by a two-hour And if you want to skip podcast. straight to the spoiler section next time, you can totally do that. <laughs> All right. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at the underscore greatest genre, on Twitter at greatest genre, on TikTok at the greatest genre, and you can email us at the greatest genre at gmail.com. And you will also soon be able to buy uh, T-shirts, uh, merchandise. Yes. Greatest genre T-shirts. We also have bookmarks. Um, Keep a lookout. Yes, we'll be posting that information on our Instagram shortly. Thank you. We love you all so very much. See you next time.